0: In the power of baptism, living in the power of baptism, and this word is actually going to be of benefit both to those that have already been baptized in water and those that have yet to be baptized in water, because this message is going to help us understand that baptism is more than a ritual. God wants us to experience reality. The reality of what baptism symbolizes. What water baptism symbolizes. He wants us to experience its reality. And here's the other thing. Anytime you and I decide to walk in obedience to what the Lord is directing us to do, we position ourselves to experience His miracle power. We we position ourselves to experience what He can only do. When I do what he tells me to do, I place myself in a position where I can then experience what only he can do. That's the story of the Bible. You see it throughout. The Lord would direct somebody to do something that in the moment didn't make sense. Or in the moment they didn't see what's the connection between this and what I came for. And yet, when they decided to obey, regardless of not being able to figure out what that act of uh, of obedience would do in connection to what they needed, God then did what only He could do. And I believe that you and I, when we choose to obey the Lord, we set ourselves up to experience the release of more of His life in our life. Now, let me begin by sharing with you about three pastors that one morning They got together for coffee. And uh, as they're talking, they found out that all of their churches had a bat infestation problem. Now, if you know anything about Pastor Angel, not only do I hate mice, I hate bats. You know, those flying little things. And usually at at dusk in our neighborhood, in, in front of my house, when the sun starts to set, I see these things flying around. And if I'm out there watering the grass and my wife is out, for instance, when uh, not too long ago we were sitting out there and um, you got to know my wife is the cat woman. I call her cat woman. Why? Because she loves animals and she's adopted all these cats. And I think uh, as of now, we've, we've had a four cats spayed already from the neighborhood and, she, and they just keep telling their other cat friends and it's just growing. So we're out there with these cats. And... and <laughs> And then so after I start seeing the bats, I said, honey, you're on your own. I'm, in, I'm going inside. I hate bats. So these pastors are talking about the, their, their bat problems in their churches. And the first one said, I got so mad, I took a shotgun and fired at them. It made holes in the ceiling, but did nothing to the bats. The second pastor chimed in saying, I tried trapping them alive. Then I drove 50 miles before releasing them, but they beat me back to the church. (laughs) The third guy, third pastor said, I haven't had any more problems. The other two said in amazement, what did you do? He said, I simply baptized them in water and confirmed them. And I haven't seen any of them since. There was a three year old little girl by the name of Rena that she went to with her dad to her first baptismal service. It was new for her and a bit mystifying. As events transpired, she looked up at her father with surprise in her eyes. Daddy, that man pushed that guy under the water. Why did he do that? The father tried to quietly answer. Her question during the service, but his answer did not satisfy little Rena. So when they got home, he attempted a further and more fuller explanation. He said, well, people do bad things and they are being baptized to let everyone know how they are now going to be good. The water symbolizes Jesus washing people's sins away. When they come out clean, they are going to try to be good. Rena thought about it for a moment, and then she asked a simple question. Why didn't Pastor Bob just spank him? She figured there was another way to make the people good. This is why I want to talk about water baptism today, because sometimes even those of us that have been in the church do not have a clear understanding of what's connected to this church tradition or church ceremony called water baptism i want us to look at the words of jesus in matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20 matthew 28 18 through 20 and jesus came and spoke to them saying now who said it say jesus All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples, say disciples, of all the nations, baptizing them, saying baptizing, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching, say teaching, them to observe all things, say all things, that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Now, who said it? Jesus. And what did he tell the church to do? Make what? Disciples, not decisions. Disciples, not decisions. Learners committed to following him. To apply what he taught. And what are we to teach the disciples? It tells us to observe all things. Say all things. That I have commanded you. Watch this. Look how it reads in the New Living Translation. Verse 20. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. What did he just do? He gave them commandments. He said, go and make disciples of all nations. And then he said, Them. So, included in all things that Jesus commanded is the command for those that are his disciples to be baptized. What are you saying, Pastor? In the kingdom of God, water baptism is not optional, it is required because of what it symbolizes, but also, as we're going to learn today, because of what it positions us to be able to experience. As followers, as disciples of Jesus Christ. Jesus did not make water baptism an option for his disciples. And a disciple is one that wants to learn, that wants to grow, that wants to go further in their journey with the Lord. And whenever you decide, I'm gonna follow Jesus, He doesn't leave you, lead you to a dead end street. He leads you from the valley to the mountaintop. He leads you from the desert to a fruitful place. In other words, when you decide to follow Jesus, you position your life for progress, not for regress. Woo! What are you saying, Pastor? There is power that is released when we choose to walk in obedience to what the Lord has commanded us to do. When we choose to obey in faith, we experience the reality behind the ritual. So today I want to focus on several things connected to living in the power of baptism. The first one is this: to live the baptized life is to live with the following understanding. I have submitted myself in obedience to To Jesus' Lordship. And this is my lifetime commitment. My will is to do His will. That's what you're attesting to through water baptism. That my will is to do His will. I'm submitting to the Lordship of Jesus. Now watch this. Jesus Himself... Reveal this to be a foundational issue in water baptism. Look with me at Matthew chapter 3 verses 13 to 15. Matthew three thirteen to 15 says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill what? All righteousness. Then he allowed him. As pointed out in the Spirit-Filled Life Bible footnote, Jesus affirms both God's standard of righteousness and his own will to accomplish his standard in his life. He also gives approval to John's message. Of repentance and confession of sin. As a necessity for entering the kingdom of heaven. Think about it. Jesus. When he comes to be baptized. John said. Behold John 1 Look it's the Lamb of God. Who takes away. The sin of the world. What he was saying is, the one that's coming right now, he is the perfect sacrifice to remove the sin of the world. When he said, look, the Lamb of God, he was saying, here comes the sinless one. And yet, watch, the sinless one comes to John and says, I want you to baptize me in water. And what kind of baptism was John's? We know through the Gospels, his baptism was a baptism of repentance. What did Jesus have to repent of? Absolutely nothing. And yet he says, let's do this. To fulfill all righteousness. Why? Because he wanted to set the example for his followers to follow. He wanted to set the pattern that he would expect from his followers. So that we would know that when you choose to obey God. It's more than a ritual that you are submitting to. You are submitting to experiencing the reality of more of what God wants to accomplish. Not only in you, but through you. Another truth on living in the power of baptism. To live the baptized life is to be open to the fullness of the Holy Spirit. To live the baptized life is to be open to the fullness of the Holy Spirit. What do you mean, Pastor? Peter put it this way in Acts 2.38. Acts 2.38. And Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be what? baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit now I got to clarify something because this is where we get into problems or conflicts doctrinally and dogmatically within the kingdom there are those that are traditionally referred to as the apostolics and I've run into a few That will use this scripture and say, unless you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you're not saved. And here's what I would say, because then they go on to say, look, it says you have to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. But did you know that that word for can also be translated as because of or on account of the remission of sins? because of or on account of the remission of sins be baptized this is so important because i want to clarify you are not saved by water baptism you are baptized in water because you are saved because it's not jesus plus water baptism it's not jesus plus Speaking in tongues. It's not Jesus plus signing up to be a church member that saves you. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow. Uh, That fount that makes me white as snow. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's not Jesus plus this. It's Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Baptism doesn't save you. It's like my dad used to say. Some people go in as a dry sinner and all they do is come out as a wet sinner. Because the water does not save you. What saves you is a sacrificial death of Jesus Christ's shedding of blood on the cross of Calvary. Hebrews is clear about that. There is no remission of sins without the shedding of blood. It's not by what you do or I do. It's by what's been done at the cross. That's why at the cross, Jesus said, Tetelestai, it is finished. Payment made in full. But again, you are not saved by water baptism, but you are baptized because you are saved. That's important. And then Peter points out that the gift of the Holy Spirit is the birthright of every believer. When you're baptized in water, you position yourself to receive more of what God has for you. And if you're a child of God, I want you to know it's great that you've come to faith in Jesus, but there's more. There's a gift of the Holy Spirit the Lord wants to give you. The Bible talks about speaking in other tongues. In my name, they shall speak with new tongue. There's a power that God wants to bring upon your life. You shall receive power, Acts 1.8 says, after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. This is why we invite people that are already saved to open up to receive more of Jesus. And it's even possible at the baptism waters that Jesus, the baptizer with the Holy Spirit, can fill you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. And let me be clear. I'm not better than you because I pray in the Holy Spirit in tongues, but I am better than I was because whenever you open up to more of him and he fills you with his spirit, it lifts your life up to another level. You go from being blessed to being in position to be a blessing. Just like Jesus, when he went into the desert, it says he was full of the Holy Spirit, but after he was tempted, he came out in the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is what happens when you and I submit to God in obedience. It He positions us to receive more of His life, more of His power flowing through our lives. And when more of Him flows in us, it doesn't just benefit us, then our cup overflows. And whoever happens to be by us begins to be spilled on through what God is doing in our lives. Woo! And look what Peter elaborates in stating in verse 39, Acts 2, 39. For the promise. What promise? The promise of the Holy Spirit coming upon you. The promise of the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is to you and to your children. He's talking to the people right in front of him. He's saying to you right now and the next generation. And then he says, unto all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. That includes anybody who comes to faith in Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit's gift. It's not only for the first generation Christians. It's for Christians of any and every generation it's available. It's your birthright. Woo! Oh, that's good. That's good preaching right there. Woo. And then to live. In the baptized life means allowing the life-giving Spirit of God to resurrect you on a daily basis. Lifting you above the dead habits of the past and into newness of life for today and tomorrow. Woo! This is what Paul teaches in Romans chapter 6. Verses 3 to 4, Romans 6, 3 to 4, he says, Or do you not know that as many of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into, notice, His death? Therefore, we were buried with Him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Now look how the Amplified Translation puts it. In the Amplified Translation, Romans 6, 3 to 4 says... Or are you ignorant of the fact that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? We have therefore been buried with Him through baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the death through the glory and power of the Father, we too might walk habitually in newness of life, abandoning our own old ways. Did you catch what he said? No, you sounded like an auctioneer, Pastor. I missed it. Let me let me break it down for you. He's telling us that through water baptism we can experience the reality of what Jesus' death Burial and resurrection accomplished. Woo! You know what I did when I got happy and color? I went old school, back to my old days. Sure. I was like on Charter Way in Stockton. Sha! Sure. Romans eight eleven. watch that. I'll, I'll get that. Watch this. Woo. Romans eight eleven. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Are you getting the theme here that he's saying? look? When you're baptized, it's more than announcing that your old self has been buried with Christ. It's also announcing that now you rise up in a new self. And now you rise up with a new self, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. So that daily, consistently, not sporadically, not every once in a while, but now you have the power inside of you to live the Jesus resurrected life. Now you have vitality. Now when you feel weak, you can be quickened by the power of the Holy Spirit spirit as you renew in your mind by reminding yourself, I'm not what I used to be. I'm alive in Jesus and Jesus lives in me and I have the same spirit that raised him from the dead operating in me. Therefore, I don't have to live in my past and this is why in the words of Watchman Knee, our old history ends with the cross. Our new history begins with the resurrection. Woo! What I was before I came to Jesus, it ended at the cross of Jesus. And what I can be and the life of Jesus, I can now experience because of His resurrection. I do not have to live in my past. I can move to my, my future in the present because I've got His resurrection power living inside of me. Woo! preaching today. Yeah, I feel this thing. Here's another truth. To live the baptized life means to be fully obedient and open to the spirit of promise and to possibilities yet to be born in our lives. Let me say it again. To live the baptized life means to be fully obedient and open to the spirit of promise and to possibilities yet to be born in our lives. Watch this. Paul puts it this way in Colossians 2, 11 and, 12. Colossians 2 11 and 12. Colossians 2, 11 and 12. Colossians 2, and 12. says, in him you were also what? circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off of the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Pastor and Bible teacher Jack Hayford points out in baptism God wants to cut away flesh. That is, He wants to remove carnality from our lives. Things that are superfluous or unnecessary to the needs for which He created us. Understand this. Just as the removal of that small portion of excess flesh from the physical organ of the body does not reduce or inhibit the capacity of that part of the body, There are excessive aspects of behavior that God may want to remove from our lives. This removal will not inhibit our capacity for good things in his order. But it will remove unnecessary things that are outside of his purposes and design. Now, circumcision is painful. It is. It's the removal of the foreskin of the male sex organ. It's painful. But a child experiences it. It's done. Ah! But imagine if you're 99 years old. And God says, you get circumcised now. Ouch. Watch this. The Bible reveals in the book of Genesis 22, 24 through 26. Genesis 22, 24 through 26. That Abraham was circumcised at the age of 99. Did you know what happened after that? The miracle of Isaac's conception and birth. Again, it was not until after Abraham was circumcised, after Abraham obeyed what the Lord told him to do, that the miracle of Isaac's conception and birth took place. Ooh. Abraham did What he could do. He circumcised himself, but he couldn't bear any children. His wife Sarah's womb at 90 was as good as dead. Romans 4 reveals. But when Abraham did what he could do, God then showed up because of his obedience and did what only he could do. He caused their union to produce a child when it was physically, medically impossible. I'm saying to you, when you and I obey what God tells us to do, it positions us to experience His glory, who He is, and what He can do in action. Did I not say to you, Martha, that if you believe? You would see the glory of God. Then roll away the stone. You can do that. Roll away the stone. But my brother has been dead for four days. You roll away the stone. I am the resurrection and the life. You do what I tell you to do. And I'll do what you cannot do. And I'll do what only I can do. Woo! So, here's the question. Many people never experience the release or fulfillment of God's promises because they have not been baptized in submission to the Lord. Well, I just don't think I should be baptized. I know I'm saved. better than Jesus well no I'm not saying that well Jesus got baptized and he was sinless you may think you are but uh, let me you ain't and then it's like why will you close the door to more of God's power why will you keep the door shut To more of His promises unfolding in your life. Why would you want to keep more of His purpose being experienced in your life? This is what the scriptures reveal. When God calls us to obedience, it's not to restrict our life. It's to position us for the release of His life in our life. Let me state it once again. To live the baptized life means to be fully obedient and open to the spirit of promise and to possibilities yet to be born in our lives. For Abraham, reproductivity in God's realm of promise did not happen until after circumcision. Like manner, there may be realms of fruit bearing capacity in many lives that are only waiting obedience to Jesus via the waters of baptism. You see, baptism is not a ritual to be performed, but rather a dynamic to be realized. One more. Woo! And this is a good cool one. To live the baptized life is to know that every bondage and every yoke is broken through God's delivering power. Let me say it again. To live the baptized life is to know that every bondage and every yoke is broken through God's delivering power. 1 Corinthians 10 verses 1 and 2. 1 Corinthians 10, 1 and 2. It says, Moreover, brethren... I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud. All passed through the sea. All were what? Baptized into Moses in the cloud and in what? The sea. Of course, it's talking there about the Red Sea. You know what happened. The Lord delivered his people from the hand of Pharaoh. Brought them out out of the land of Egypt. They come to the borders of the Red Sea. And as they're waiting there. Then their enemies. Pharaoh and his army is coming behind them. And they're wondering what's going to happen. God opens the Red Sea. And then after they crossed it. He causes the waters of the Red Sea. To come crashing down. On their enemies. On their former taskmasters, Slave holders. What do you say pastor? Watch this. The sea that was their pathway to deliverance drowned their enemies. The sea that was their pathway to deliverance drowned their enemies. Water baptism is meant to be a moment of deliverance for us too. Mm. I'm about to get happy. Now, if you don't know this about pastor, let me just tell you. I wish I would have been born black, African American. I love my black brothers and sisters. I do. I, I, and I and God fulfilled my dream one day. I wanted to preach in a black church forever. I finally got an opportunity in Vacaville, California. They said, "Would you come and preach?" I said, "Well, would I come?" And I went soul man on them. And I'm about to get like that. Somebody's gonna be like, "Where's that been?" Inside, I'm a soul man. I'm telling. You, I'm a why. why. Oh, watch this. Exodus 15, verse 1. This is after they cross the Red Sea, they get to the other side. They see their enemies drowned in the sea that they just crossed through. They sang the song that's called the Song of Moses. Watch this, Exodus 15, 1. It says that Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider... He has thrown into the sea. Did you get that? The horse and its rider. He has thrown into the sea. What are you saying, pastor? God delivers not only from the symptoms, but also from the source of our oppression and bondage. Mm. God delivers. Not only from the symptoms, but also from the source of our oppression and bondage. Oh, you gotta know. I have not touched a bottle of alcohol for years. I have not touched a stick of marijuana dipped in angel dust for years. I have not been bound by those things because you know what happened? When I decided to follow Jesus, not only did He get me through the Red Sea, but behind me, He drowned those things that used to hold me captive. He drowned them. I want to tell somebody, there may be some unresolved anger in your life. There may be some drug addiction in your life. There may be some alcohol addiction. There may be some sexual addiction. I don't know what it is. But I want you to understand that God wants you to know that's just the symptom. I can handle that. And I know there are rehab programs that can clean you up. But God does more than clean you up. He changes you from the inside out. So that not only the symptoms, the drugs, the alcohol... The addiction in any form, any type is drowned. But he gets to the root, the devil, the world, the flesh. He drowns them. He's not only able to deal with the symptoms, he deals with the source. And that's why. What did Moses say? And these enemies, you will see no more. You will see no more. Ah. What do you say, Pastor? God can free you to where you're truly free indeed. That when you come to a place in your life of recognizing this is what actually has happened through baptism. This is what is being testified. My own self no longer has right of access or passage into my life. It has been totally broken off through the power of the blood of Jesus. What are you saying, Pastor? Whatever I've been enslaved to, whatever fetters which I've been shackled by, whatever snares that my adversary has entangled me with, God delivers from and breaks off. Water baptism is not just a church tradition. It is a miracle moment. Water baptism is not just a church tradition. It is a miracle moment. In it, I obey the Lordship of Christ. In it, I welcome the Holy Spirit. In it, I bury my past. In it, my heart and is circumcised so that new life power and God's fullest promise can be realized in me. In it, every bondage and every yoke is broken, and my future is open to the fullest freedom in Christ that I may arise and walk in the life-giving power of my Savior. What happened at the waters of baptism when Jesus was baptized? The Bible says, when he came up out of the waters, Matthew 3, 16 and 17, the heavens opened. The Spirit descended on him like a dove. And then the Father spoke, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. From that moment on, because Jesus is to walk in obedience, to submit to the Father in obedience. He began from that moment on to walk under an open heaven. What does it mean to walk under an open heaven? An open heaven means the flow and force of God's favor. The flow and force of God's favor. Everywhere Jesus went, even when he faced enemies, even when he faced challenges, the favor of God was with him. The favor of God. And what is favor? Somebody said, it's assigned advantage. Assigned advantage. Let me tell you this about favor. Favor ain't fair. People be like, why are you blessed? Don't ask me. Talk to my father. <laughs> I just simply tell, do what he tells me to do. and He opens heaven. How many of you want to walk under an open heaven where the flow and force of God's favor is on your life? Choose to obey what he tells you to do. Some would say, but you know, Pastor... Do I need to be baptized? I was baptized as a kid by my parents, and I know there are those that come from the Catholic persuasion. And I do not diminish what your parents did; they exercised faith on your behalf. But the Bible reveals you got to exercise your own faith once you come to the age of accountability. Baptism is the opportunity for you to show I believe in Jesus for myself. They used to say back in the day about Holiday Inn kids. Stay for free. But it doesn't work that way in regards to heaven. You don't get to heaven because your mama and daddy went to church. Believe in God, you have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't be grandfathered in into heaven. you got to exercise your own faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And water baptism, again, it's not the means of salvation, but it's the way for you and I to publicly testify of what Jesus has done in my life. And that i put my faith in Him and I identify with Him as my Lord and Savior. Father, I thank You for this Word that I believe was for today. And I believe, God, there is so much power. There is so much power in Your truth that we have unpacked today through Your Word. You've given us understanding, further understanding today through the teaching of Your Word, through the Scriptures of Your Word, through what You say about baptism. And You've revealed through Your Word that whenever we follow what You tell us to do, it positions us to experience more of the release of Your life, more of the fulfillment of Your promise, more of the unfolding of Your power in us, more of experiencing, Lord, Your purposes in our lives. So I pray for those that are here today that have yet to be baptized, that have believed in You as Lord and Savior, that they would make the decision to follow through in obedience, knowing that as they do, they position themselves to experience the reality behind the ritual. They position themselves committing to this church tradition for a miracle moment to transpire. They place themselves in the position to receive more of you and receive your Holy Spirit's fullness in their lives. Yeah. I pray right now, Father, for those of us that have been baptized, That we would renew our minds with the truths that we've looked at today. So that we can live in the power of baptism as you intend us to live in on the daily. I pray for that God. That we would renew our minds through these truths that remind us. That it was more than a ritual that was carried out. It was the release of the reality of what the finished work of Jesus accomplished that transpired in us. Our old self was buried. And we have risen in newness of life. Able now, empowered now to live in your life with vitality and in victory. Thank you, God. I pray for that to happen. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I'm not going to tell you that there are many ways to God. There's only one way. Jesus said it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. In John 14:6, no man comes to the Father except through me. Jesus alone is the Lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice, the sinless one, the one without spot or blemish. That though He was tempted in all ways, just like you and I, yet He never succumbed or yielded to sin. Therefore, when He was taken to the cross, He was completely sinless. And the perfect sacrifice to redeem us from sin's penalty and punishment and power. And my friend, I'm saying to you today, if you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is your day. This is your moment to experience His saving work in your life. You don't have to live under guilt or condemnation. You don't have to live enslaved by any hurt or habit that is binding and oppressing your life. You can be freed through the power of the blood of Jesus that was shed for you and I on the cross of Calvary. You say, what do I need to do? You simply need to receive what was done. His saving work by turning to Him. Turn from your sin to the Savior, Jesus Christ. Call upon Him right now. Just call from a heart that is sincere if you want to be saved. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe You died on the cross for my sins. I turn from my sins to You, the Savior save me now I pray thank you Lord Jesus I believe that you died for me and that on the third day you rose from the dead and I confess with my mouth that now you are my savior and you are the Lord of my life thank you Jesus